Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 6, Episode 49. Taylor Marshall and I talk about great representation from Indiana at the two national meets. Let's hit it. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Right, your boys are back. This will be the last podcast for the cross-country season, and then we're going to move on to track previews. Never stops, does it, Taylor? Never stops, man. That's what we signed up for. That's what we love. So the national meets have happened, and Indiana had a great showing among the two meets. So there are two national meets, and by the end of this, we'll even kind of get into maybe comparing uh, how they've how they've gone. So for years and years and years, it was just Foot Locker Nationals. You finished top eight in your region, the top 32 individuals invited to San Diego or Orlando, some years it was, uh, for these national championships. And then Nike came up with their own. It was a team one, and then they added individuals. Um, so there are Nike Cross Nationals in Portland. Those were eight days ago. And then Foot Locker Nationals sponsored by Hoka. And that was yesterday. So Nike Nationals, the boys went first. Let's talk about the boys first. Two boys qualified. You have to finish in the top five individuals at the Nike Midwest Regional, which is Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Michigan, and Missouri. Cameron Todd and Will Conway finished first and second in 14, I think it was 1443 and 1446. Uh, and qualified for Nike Cross Nationals. And at the Nike National Meet, uh, Cameron Todd was second, and Will Conway was 46th. So let's let's start with Conway, a really good season, second at the uh, national or second at the state meet uh, behind Cameron Todd. He's always had a lot of talent. He's always had a lot of abilities. Um, and he, has had in every season good performances, but maybe not the consistency. And this was the season that, predictably enough, as a senior, we we did see a, a lot of consistency and, and performances when it mattered the most. So a really good season by by Conway. Yeah, great job for him. Uh, good, good way to end his uh, high school cross country career. Um, you know, I know he had dealt with maybe some availability issues from time to time, but um, really great to see him uh, be able to make it out to Portland and then um, you know put on a solid showing. He did not, uh, Will Conway did not attempt to qualify for Foot Locker, I don't believe. Um, Cameron Todd did both, and that is a very tough turnaround. We've seen some uh, athletes do it in the past. Cole Hawker was second at Nike, one Foot Locker. Uh, Cole Matisse last year, fourth at Nike, one Foot Locker. Uh, ben Beach was second at Nike, third at Foot Locker. I think Footsum was, uh, I think Footsum one year won Nike and second at Foot Locker. So we've seen, we, we've had a lot of top national boys uh, over the last 10 or 12 years in Indiana. 
Cameron Todd, no exception, goes out to Nike, uh, kind of stays in contact. So he's 41st at, at 1,000 meters, but he's never more than two to three seconds off of the leader. And he finishes two seconds off the leader, and he was second overall. Yeah. What an awesome performance there. Again, uh, way to represent Indiana strong, like you said. We've been really, for, excuse me, really fortunate the past, you know, dozen years or whatever to have this many elite boys and girls nationally in our state. So um, just a great way to recognize uh, some some good running Hoosiers out there, man. So Todd wins in the Nike series, wins Nike Midwest, and then second overall at uh, the finals. And I believe that is, as I'm thinking it through, Futsum won for boys just since, let's say, 2010. Yeah. Futsum won, uh, Hawker second, Ben Veach second, and now Cameron Todd second. So four boys in, in 10 or 12 years in the top two out at uh, at at Nike Nationals, which is in Portland. And there is a team component to that. None of the Indiana teams made it this year, unfortunately. It's been since 2017 since we've had a team out there. And uh, we'll, get, we'll, all, we'll all get to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, come on. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop I'll it figure, up. Well. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Uh, on the girls' side, we had – and this is pretty impressive because five make it automatically. If you're sixth or seventh place – you can get a callback, uh, an at-large selection. So we had three girls make it individually from one of the tougher regionals. Yeah. I believe that the top 21 are considered to be All-American in teams of seven. So the top seven is first-team All-American, second-team All-American, third-team All-American. So uh, two All-Americans here from Indiana, Libby Doughty, of Indian Creek, who was the state champion, 17th. Addison Canablo from Fort Wayne Homestead, 19th, and Julia Score, 41st. So let's let's start with Score. Really solid uh season, very good freshman season. I think did she did she medal in both the 16 and the 32 at the state meet as a freshman? I believe she did, yes. She definitely competed in both. I believe she medaled in both, yes. And even if she didn't, I I know she at a minimum had a really good showing in both on a day when it was really, really hard to double. Very hot, very hot conditions for the girls that day. So an even better sophomore year for Julia Score from Bishop Chittard. Uh, let's get into Addison Canablo's season here. Uh, fourth, I believe, at the state meet. At one point was kind of the favorite, maybe kind of started to fade a little bit held on for fourth, which was one team point and her team won. Yeah. And then she uh, finished in the top five at Nike Midwest and then a really good showing in Portland to finish 19th overall. That's yeah, probably what a, good because we're going to talk about her in a second, right? Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll focus a little bit more on Canablo here in a minute, but uh, yeah, great, great showing there. So we had three between Cameron Todd Libby Dowdy and Addison Canablo, we had three uh, double national qualifiers, which is yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, especially for a state of our size. Yeah. This is a really good showing on the on the regional and national stage here uh, from some of these uh, runners from from Indiana. Libby Dowdy, 17th. 
Dowdy, I think, passed Canabo kind of right at the end. And if you've seen this, the pictures from this meet, it's Portland is in the northwestern part of the United States where it it never really tends to get that much snow. It doesn't really get cold enough to snow, but it just rains all the time. And I I was actually shocked looking at the times by how fast a lot of the kids ran, given yeah. that, and maybe it was just the, the, the pictures make it sensationalized that you see them running through. And maybe there was just one spot on the course that you ran through twice and the rest of it maybe wasn't all that bad. But yeah. it it took on a lot of rain. It took on a lot of rain. Yeah, and I would guess that given the high profile nature of the meet, that the course is uh, well maintained throughout the week and cared for, and you know it's probably good to go. But uh, yeah, I, I saw the the picture of some of the Indiana girls uh, lying in the mud uh, celebrating after finishing, and uh, um, more power to them, man. Let's switch over to. San Diego to Foot Locker. San Diego, America's finest city. You ever been to San Diego? What does San Diego stand for? What does that mean? It's uh, it's just Saint Diego. Yeah, San means Saint. I don't think that's true. I, I, <sighs> no, yeah, I, I speak. I actually speak Spanish. So, I mean, I, I, I speak enough Spanish to make a couple games and put some stuff up on, uh, <laughs> on Canvas for the kids. Yeah. Uh, San Diego Foot Locker. Girls went first. So let's do let's do girls first. Addison Canablo, fifth. We should have gone backward. Libby Dowdy, 19th. Nikki Sutherland from Delta. We talked about Canablo and talked about Dowdy, and we'll talk about them again here. Nikki Sutherland from Delta, 27th. So good on Sutherland to make it. It is there's 40 finishers. Top 15 are considered to be all American. It is such it is such an, I don't want to say, it's such an accomplishment. I was going to say an honor, but an honor is something that maybe is bestowed upon you that you don't, you have to go out and earn it. You've got to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin over Thanksgiving weekend yeah, and finish in the top 10. No questions asked. There's no at-large bids. There's no callbacks. You, you finish in the top 10, they fly you out to America's finest city. So for Sutherland to make it, uh, she was second at the state meet. I believe she finished second three different times in high school, uh, has won some state championships on the track, probably some potentially some coming summer one coming up this uh, spring, a, a huge accomplishment for her to even make it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you said, we'll probably hear her name quite a bit this spring as she tries to, I would assume, go for multiple titles. Right. Um, because she's got that ability to do so. Um, but you know, great, great on her. Another good showing from Libby Dowdy, right? Um, who was one of the the double dippers, if you will, that you mentioned, right? Making it both to Nike and Foot Locker, and then um, you know Addison Canablo. Uh, you know the the thing you would, we mentioned Canablo um, earlier, and, and you had said you know she was the favorite uh, for the state title at one point, and then ended up placing fourth. Um, you know, one thing that I kind of noticed from just kind of glancing at the state meet results and uh, Nike and Foot Locker is that, you know, th this girls order, these top girls have kind of, you know, rotated around, uh, you know, in the past uh, two plus months here when they've had chances to compete that um, there wasn't a, a true runaway favorite in any of the events or uh, best girl in our state. It was a really competitive. I think that's in part what made the state meet so much fun to watch. 
on that girl's side is that, you know, while we knew some names who'd be up there, we, we weren't really sure who was going to walk away with it. Certainly not in the sense of, you know, maybe the boys was a little clear. I think I had talked about at one point. So you, you mentioned, it, it seems there's a lot of, on the boys side, it kind of seems obvious who the best full distance runner is right now. Yeah. Right. He won all of the, he won almost all of the races. Uh, he was second at Nike and he competed and was the first guy from Indiana here at Foot Locker. But on the girls side, it's not as obvious, which makes it really interesting. And, and it's going to be a, a couple weeks here, uh, maybe even a couple months till we get into our track previews. Let's get hypothetical here. And we do this with the caveat that we, with one exception here, we don't, uh, one and a half, we don't really know these kids super well. We don't know their coaches, uh, but Sutherland was a 3,200 state champion one year. Yeah. And then last year, I think she ran the 1,600 and the 800. Did she yeah. win? She won the 1,600 and was second in the 800. Does that sound right? Last, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Something so she's won going. the 1,600 and I think she has also won the 3,200. If you're, well, it'd be weird to say if you're her, if you're her coach, if you're the person that if you're her point person for this spring, what are you suggesting? What is what is your for the like for the state meet? Well, what do you think I, you're doing? You know, I, I guess I would probably do the the 16 8 double. That's what she did last year. Um, she has a great chance at winning both, and you could walk away with two titles. You know, do you want to get really you know, if she came to me and said, Hey, I really want to try all three. I really, I really want to give a shot for all three. Let's, let's do it. Well, you know, uh, my, if my team's not a title contender outside of you know, her and, and needed to be somewhere else, why not? You know, you got the best shot in the 16 and the eight to win two events. If you want to see what you got left for eight more laps later on, you know, you can, in her uh, sectional, she can coast to wins in those events she can easily advance in her regional in all three of those events. Um, then, you know, you, you did, let's just see what happens at the state meet. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't organize that plan going in, but if we hit, uh, you know, May and she's like, Hey coach, this is what I really want to do. All right. Let's just see what we got. I think, I think 1600 and 800 makes sense. And that is what she did last year. Yeah. Uh, she probably has a little more range than the rest of these girls based on, you know, some of these Libby Dowdy over 800 meters or even 1600 meters. I'm, I'm not sure. I'd have to look back through her track season. I think she made it last year, but she has really risen up in the last, I mean, just in the last couple of months, it seems like, because um, she was not somebody that we talked about all that often in the cross country season until the end. And it was like, surprise. Um, I Sutherland has run 205 and, and these other, these other girls are maybe, you know, maybe Addison Canabo could could give it a two ten, a two twelve. Potentially, she'll be on their four by. She was on Homestead's four by last year. Yeah, uh, that finished a little bit farther back. Had some availability issues. And maybe didn't run their best four at the state meet. Uh, but Sutherland, I think sixteen hundred and, and eight hundred makes sense. So Sutherland Dowdy in nineteenth last year. She ran in the thirty two hundred. She's obviously a very strong distance runner. Uh, also, is a is a wrestler. And apparently a very good wrestler. Interesting. 
Now, I, I don't know that she's as good at wrestling as she is at distance running, uh, but it'd be hard. She can't be better. It's, yeah, she's, be hard the best distance, she's the best yeah. distance runner in the state, so she can yeah. be tied. Uh, so I don't know uh, how that could potentially affect her track season. Obviously, didn't hurt her too much, the wrestling in the uh, winter and then running in the spring and then running this fall because that was she just was not somebody that we talked about all that much heading into the season yeah but it to me that seems like a like a 3200 uh exclusively we'll see though because she's run you know close to 17 minutes some of the times this this fall if, if maybe she's got a 445 or so uh in there yeah and then Canabo getting fifth was, to me, maybe the most impressive or the most surprising thing that happened to any of these Indiana athletes after the state meet. You you think it's more impressive than Todd's runner-up finish? Or I don't think it's – I guess impressive is not the right word because to say, well, this person got second and this one got fifth and fifth is better, like that's not the case. But we thought that – we thought that – Cameron Todd was on a national level. Yeah. In yeah. fact, we thought maybe he could even potentially like win at Foot Locker. Yeah. He finished higher up at Nike than than I would have thought. And we can get into like what is Nike versus Foot Locker at this point. But Kanabo making it to Nike and then making it to Foot Locker. I didn't think she'd even make it to Nike and then finish 19th. And I, you know, after that, I thought she's got it. After she made it to Nike, I was like, well, she's got a pretty good shot to make it at, at Foot Locker because the regional, even though there's double the number of states, they're just not states that produce. They're just not right. states with a lot of people. Right. Well, and like you said, with Canablo, is that she was fourth at our own state meet and then fifth at Foot Locker. I mean, that's, you know, you like you wouldn't have suspected that. That's very fair. And I would guess just maybe some small issues um, with availability or health down the stretch because she was she was like third or fourth at her own regional and I think maybe third in her sectional. So to finish third, essentially in like the city of Fort Wayne and then to finish fifth and it's an oversimplification to call it everyone in the United States, but you know, a lot of kids are trying to make it to Foot Locker to finish fifth there. She was clearly, if she had run, been able to run at the state meet the way that she ran at Foot Locker, I think I'd have to check the, the totally speed ratings, but you know, she, she probably would have, would have won. Yeah. So at her, at her peak, I think she might be the best distance runner, the pure distance runner in the state. But if we're talking like, range or depth then then it's probably sutherland yeah but if we're talking who is the state champion then it's libby dowdy because she won you know and we don't have to settle for like mr or miss cross country or whatever and have all these you know you got to fill out a form or gatorade runner of the year where you got to fill out this form and tell them like hey let's uh all line up on the same line we'll just paint one yeah and then we'll have a you know 80 year old man shoot a gun and then here's the course that you run and whoever gets to the finish line first is, is the best runner. So yeah. in that case, it's, it's dowdy. And then, you know, what a couple of guys talk about on the Sunday night on the podcast doesn't, doesn't really matter. 
Well, hopefully we'll get to see uh, all three of those girls you just named race again uh, in, in the same meet, whether that's uh, uh, the Miracle Mile or the 3200 Showcase uh, at Carmel. I mean, you could kind of see uh, it'd be fun to watch them all compete uh, once more, um, you know, before they probably maybe, you know, do some different things in terms of the state meet and what, uh, you know, different goals they may have personally or team uh, team wise for uh, Canablo and Homestead. Yeah. And I, I think Canablo and Sutherland both came to the 3200 showcase last year. I don't know if, if Dowdy did, but I know she has a good dedicated coach that's going to go to bat and I don't know if he's the head track coach sometimes there's some you know issues there with we've got this meet but this is the best thing for her to do but there's something on Saturday and there's something on Thursday um and I'm guessing if it's up to Brady he'll be like yeah she needs to run she's the state champion she needs to run against the most competitive fields but just one year after some of these all-time great uh distance runners graduated Farley and Kennedy and Cridge, it's going to be a really exciting spring on on the girls' side, and the, and the boys will as well. Maybe we can talk about that here uh, in a second. Okay, the boys at Foot Locker had two individual qualifiers. Cameron Todd from Burbuff was third at the Foot Locker Midwest meet, and there was some speculation that perhaps he didn't run the race all out. No way to know. I didn't ask him. Uh, Tony Provenzano from Carmel, shout out, was 14 or was fifth, stepping on our own toes there, was fifth at Foot Locker Midwest, and he ran as hard as he could to get there. I can confirm yeah. that. There you go. Todd was among the contenders. At one point had moved up, uh, ran his his patient strategy, closing Cameron Todd is what we call him, although maybe contact Cameron Todd after the Nike uh, Stay National contact. Meet. Just, just yeah. keep, keep You can't close if you're not in contact. Fair. He was among the contenders. I think Tully Runners had done a preview of it and had a premise that there were four major contenders and Cameron Cameron Todd was one of them. Uh, second, there was, predictably, there's just a lot of movement there. It's a two-loop course, and there tends to be a lot on the second loop. Uh, Cameron Todd eventually finishes eighth, so that is an All-American spot. Nike does top 21 in teams of seven. Foot Locker does top 15 in teams of five. So so Cameron Todd, uh, second team All-American and All-American finishing eighth. And then our guy. Ovenzano. 14th. So uh, he's he and, and Todd, they have uh, every half mile splits. And they can show you, uh, if you look through the live results, where each guy was time-wise and place-wise. Tony was, Tony and Cameron were both back in the twenties at a half mile. And then Tony was up to 12th, faded back to 20th, got up uh, and then was 15th with a half mile to go or with, I'm sorry, with 0.1 to go. Cause they have three mile splits finishes 14th he is the uh, fifth all American finished by a Carmel boy in the last 10 years. All right. Fun fact. Shout out to Tony Provenzano, man. And I believe Cole Matisse was on site. Was he like the, uh, yes. No. Uh, Sherpa for the uh, Midwest team, if if you will. Yes, he was the. They called him the coach. I didn't even know this. They told the so uh, college kids can get paid now. Maybe we'll get into this in the miscellaneous minutes since the Fever won the uh, NBA 
or WNBA draft lottery. Again, yeah. uh, college kids can be paid sponsorship deals. There's this gray area that I don't typically, I don't really understand of yeah. like you go to this school that's a Nike school. So you could get a sponsorship with Nike, but you may not be able to accept a sponsorship from another shoe company. Anyways, Hoka had three athletes who on Saturday morning on their social media channels announced that they had signed NILs with Hoka and Cole was one of them. And he was the Midwest coach and all three of the athletes run for Colorado. And they're all, they all ran in the footlocker national meet either last year or the year before. So they're all young college kids on top of that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and yeah, he, I hadn't known anything about it. Um, and I think they had told the kids like, we're going to announce it at the meet. So don't say anything. I, I don't know. I texted them. And I was like, I wear Hoka's exclusively from now on. So tell your agent, they I, got at least one. Tell them I'm, I, I was already wearing Hoka's exclusively. And no, no, if, don't say, don't say that. Don't say that. Just tell from now on, now I on, only wear yeah. Hoka's. Well, I wear, uh, I, I rocking the Clifton nines. That's what I, that's what I wear. Yeah, me too. Clifton and then nine. I was, at first I was kind of like. I think I texted either him or his dad. Um, and I was like, <laughs> well, if I'm texting him. His dad's on those messages too. But uh, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe now I can get a deal. Maybe I can get like uh, a discount on Hoka's. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm already getting a huge discount on running shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Uh, I'm an employee. owner of a shoe company. <laughs> get employee or, discount. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's fun. But anyways, go buy Hoka's. From Three Rivers Running Company. Yes, or directly from Cole. Or, oh, wow. Selling them out of his trunk. <laughs> um, so a great, a great showing there again by the Indiana kids. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Foot, foot Locker, let me tell you something, and then let me ask you something. All right. Foot Locker is a great experience especially for the individuals yeah, because it's just individuals out there and they take you to America's finest city and they put you up in America's finest hotel on Coronado Island in California. It's a once in a lifetime experience for most of the kids or, you know, twice in a lifetime if you're Cole or whatever, but Nike cross nationals is sponsored by Nike. Have you ever heard of this company? Uh, a little bit here and there. Pieces. So there are, you know, purse strings involved in that. And it's, it seemed like for years, the Foot Locker national champion, the one that won Foot Locker was considered to be the true national champion. Okay. And over the past couple of years, maybe since COVID, it seems like it's kind of gone the other way. His his Nike fully surpassed Foot Locker by now. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to argue with Nike um, because of the brand. It's just ginormous and the location in Portland um, and its affiliation with running in general. Um, so I think I think that's difficult. If you look at some of the results, just, you know, glancing through at some of the, the top names, um, I, I think it's still pretty comparable. I don't, I don't want to say Nike has surpassed in terms of the meat foot locker. Um, but you know, are we five years out from that? 
Sure. But I, I think in terms of the national meets, maybe Nike and Foot Locker tied at the top and then a distant third is a running lane. Uh, if that, I mean, that's just, that's a, that's a JV nationals. Yeah. That's just show up if you want. So for what it's worth, do you, do you think uh, Nike has surpassed Foot Locker? It, it kind of feels that way to me, but I just did a very quick glance through the speed ratings and I was like, oh, I bet the speed ratings at Nike killed the speed ratings. Like, like just, just the, just the winner. Yeah. Yeah. The winner of Foot Locker had a higher speed rating than the winner of on the boys side, on the boys side, the winner of Foot Locker had a higher speed rating than the winner of Nike. Okay. On the girls side, the winner of Foot Locker had a much higher speed rating. Okay. So maybe in terms of the actual meet, it might still be Foot Locker, but all of the extras and the the fact that you're going to Nike still means quite a bit. Yeah, although I've been I've been to both. Yeah. And Nike Nike is an overall better experience if your team qualifies. Okay. Yeah. But Which if you're there for teams. Right. And it originally it was just teams. Yeah. And then they added the individual aspect to it. If you're there individually foot locker is a much better experience okay so i don't know what that means moving forward every year especially because the last three years we the team that i coach has had boys in position to qualify and all three years those boys uh, two different boys qualified and, and one year one of them won the meet Okay. I had this fear that Foot Locker was going to cease to exist because that's, that's not that's not a the cost of flying forty kids to America's finest city, and then the experience with that hotel. And I think they use the same hotel this year. Uh, it is not an insignificant amount of money, sure. and when you look at the finishers of Foot Locker regionals they pale in comparison to to Nike regionals. Yeah, I mean, but it's also there were thousands and that. thousands and thousands, but but Nike makes money off of their, it's not a tax write-off. Nike makes money off of this national series. They're making money hand over fist in these regional meets. There That's was fair. a year one time where I counted the total number of Indiana kids that competed at Foot Locker regionals boys and girls was smaller than the number of Carmel boys that competed at Nike Midwest. We're talking thousands and thousands of kids. That's incredible. So Nike is making money off of this. And I just don't know every year, the whoever is the director or whatever at Foot Locker has got to get some shoe company and then it does become a tax rep. Well, and that's where Hoka comes in. Right, right. Yeah. And it makes sense for Hoka to get their name out there. Yeah. And and now there's, they're, you know, 
they're they're taking a uh, a a well calculated risk that uh, you and I both support to sign these college athletes to NIL deals and fly them out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, it makes sense, but I hope Foot Locker can continue to give this experience to, to these kids that the very, very top individuals. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Hopefully that'll continue. And, uh, I think it's great for the sport and, um, you know, provides, uh, something for the, uh, you know, elite kids to have a, a sense of, um, competition and, uh, again, exposure on the uh, national stage. And part of what makes it hard is that in certain states, you can't do both because when Nike Nationals is the qualifier for Foot Locker Nationals in the Western states, there's like 12 or 13 of those, is the same day. So the West does not have as good of a uh, participation or as good of a representation at Foot Locker Midwest, yeah. which changes things a bit. This year also was just not based on the speed ratings this year was not anywhere close to as competitive as last year. Yeah. I don't think there were any speed ratings over 200 this year. And last year there were like double digits. Yeah. Let's do a, we always think it'd be 20 minutes and now we're, uh, the timer's ticking down on our 40 minutes here. Let's do a quick look ahead to next year about some Indiana athletes that can qualify. Who comes to mind? So Dowdy comes back again. Right. She hasn't yet graduated. Uh, Julia. Yeah, two more years, right? Yeah. Two more years. Julia score as well. Mm -hmm. uh, could be in that conversation. I mean, she uh, made one. Yeah. So then the question is, I don't know if she ran at, at Foot Locker Regional, but maybe that's the next step for her is to try and qualify out in, in both. Because yeah. if you can't, it's like, oh, do I really want to go all the way up to you know, Southern Wisconsin over. Yeah, you do. If you can make it, you do, because it is a, it is a once or twice in a lifetime opportunity. In fact, for almost everybody, it's a none in a lifetime opportunity. Right. Right. So those are two girls that come to mind who'll be you know, back again. And then, you know, you look at uh, maybe uh, Liam Bauschke, right. From Mishawaka. Could he, he was so close. Yeah. Is he, he's going to get there next year. Um you know, you you mentioned Quaglia Roli, right, the other day as someone, um, you know, got to have got to have the representation when the family's there, man. And Provenzano is uh, graduating out. So it's on you, Quaglia Roli. Yeah, I um, mean, only a made guy can make another made guy. It, exactly. And, you know, Tony's going to help him out. So, uh, so, you know, those are a couple a couple names. And then, you know, I would look at, uh, you know, maybe a surprise here or there. I mean, I think in the sense that, you know, Libby Dowdy was a surprise that we talked about. So, um, you know, whether you know, think about maybe a, a boy or girl who is probably on that next tier, not not the elite top tier. Uh, There's a couple incoming freshmen on the girls side yeah. that I wonder when I see results and then hear some of the stories about maybe they work out with current All-State athletes and hang in there. I, I you know, maybe one of them by next year could be, could be at that level. Well, I'll, I'll give you two current freshmen who obviously will be sophomores next year who keep an eye on and see if they can get there. I'll give you a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, boys uh, first this year. So we'll go with Calvin Seitz from Jasper, right? He had a phenomenal state meet right there. Um, so, you know, he's a guy who, is he ready to take that next step by, you know, I mean, next? He was, 
and he Burr's was ninth in the state meet as a freshman, right? And yeah. he's like trying to hold off Kyle Grove as they come up the home stretch. And Kyle Grove's going to Butler next year. Yeah. So that he could be he's, uh, one pretty, to watch. Pretty solid next year. For sure. So he could definitely be there. And then uh, Whitney Anderson from Valpo, uh, another strong current freshman. Um, you know, again, is she ready to take that next sort of step? and uh, represent Indiana on the national stage. So uh, no pressure on those guys and girls, but it was just, hey, let's think about somebody who, um, you know, has that ability, but, you know, we wouldn't necessarily consider and that, you know, if uh, first, uh, you know, all team All-American status, but could could make their way to the West Coast for sure. Well, and we're thinking, oh man, it's uh, it's quite a, quite a haul over Thanksgiving weekend up to Wisconsin. That's because we live in central Indiana, yeah. not quite as far of a drive for Valparaiso. Right. There you go. All right. Well, our last three minutes, miscellaneous minute. Fever have the number one pick in the draft. Okay. Right. You got 30 seconds here. Caitlin Clark has one extra year of eligibility, even though she's played four years every game for four years. <laughs> what tell Caitlin Clark why should she come out this year? And not um, use that last year of that last COVID eligibility year. 30 seconds, go. Caitlin, welcome to Indianapolis. You're going to love it, right? There'll be all kinds of things to do. We can go hang out on Mass Ave, right? Uh, we can go over to Fountain Square, and uh, there's some great coffee shops over there. Um, you know, all the sports are happening. The Colts are improving. The Pacers are improving. Uh, you, Caitlin, can help the fever get to that level. Back-to-back -back first picks in the draft. Uh, could be talking championship uh, at this time next year. And uh, I'll even let you meet one Solomon Altavote when we go to the game uh, next summer because he'll be pumped to meet his Aunt Caitlin out there. That's right. That's how close you're going to be. Family, welcome to Indiana, Miss Clark. You could even come hang out with us at our undisclosed location in central Indiana and watch some of the Pacers games. We'll be happy to disclose that location if you want to be our friend, for sure. So, Kate, I, Kate, I, I think I think she's coming. I think she's coming out. I don't. Why would We're you? gonna, dude. Halliburton, Anthony Richardson, Caitlin Clark, the future. It's never been a more exciting time to live in Indiana. Well, except and Libby Dowdy's coming back, and she won the state championship. That's right. You know, those mid mid two thousands were pretty good with the Colts going nope, to Super Bowl. This, nope, nope, it's just, nope. It's even better. Yeah, get your hookers. Let's go. All right, hey, thanks for coming on. And I saw that uh, they signed a, a five star and a four star pretty recently. So Sco Buffs, number one offensive tackle in high school, signed with. Oh man, uh, if you want to sell some tickets, baby, we got yeah. an offensive tackle. Well, we're going to protect the coach's kid who's the quarterback. So, um, you know, that had something to do with the fact that we lost the last couple of games. So, Sco Buffs, man. All right. And everyone go by Hoka. There we go. I think I got my swagger back. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.